Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. And now let's join our guest speaker. Matters of the Heart is the title, and the subtitle is The Cookie Thief. But before we get into that, I just had this song on my heart, um, and I don't like singing a cappella. I like people singing with me. Um, so you guys have to join in with me. So stand to your feet. Um, <laughs> you're going to be singers today just because it's on my heart. Um, but, um, you know, sometimes our hearts can be troubled with so many things, and the Lord just reminded me as we were in praise and worship, and that's why I ran out and said, let me make sure I know the words to some of this song. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and peace to bear. Yes, you guys sing it. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what needs we often forfeit? Oh, what needless pain we All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Amen. Let me take your seat. Yes. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Ah. This is on my heart. Matters of the heart, the cookie thief. Just have this. Uh, this is a poem written by uh, Valerie Cox. If you read Chicken Soup for the Soul or any of those, it was included in that series of books. Uh, and I ran across this several weeks ago. A friend posted it on Facebook, and I knew I had to preach, and so that really stuck out. I was like, "Oh man, this is a great poem." So I'm going to read it to you. Um, I do have one copy, and then if you guys want it, I don't mind printing more copies so you guys can have it afterwards. Um, But the title of this poem is called The Cookie Thief. The woman was waiting at the airport one night with several long hours before her her flight. She hunted for a book in the airport shop, bought a bag of cookies, and found a place to drop. She was engrossed in her book but happened to see that the man beside her, as bold as could be, grabbed a cookie or two from her bag between, which she tried to ignore to avoid a scene. She read Munch Cookies and watched the clock as the gusty cookie thief diminished her stock. She was getting more irate as the minutes ticked by, thinking if I wasn't so nice, I'd blacken his eye. Which, with each cookie she took, he took one too. When only one was left, she wondered what he'd do. With a smile on his face, In a nervous laugh, he took the last cookie, broke it into half. He offered her half, and he ate the other. She snatched it from him and thought, oh, brother, this guy has some nerve, and he's also rude. Why didn't he even show any gratitude? She had never known when she had been so galled and sighed with relief when her flight was called. She gathered her belongings and headed for the gate refusing to look back at the thieving ingrate. She boarded the plane and sank in her seat. She sought for her book, which was almost complete. As she reached into her bag, 
She gasped with surprise. There was her bag of cookies in front of her eyes. If mine are here, she moaned with despair. Then the others were his. He tried to share. Too late to apologize, she realized with grief that she was the rude one, the ingrate, the thief. Amen. (laughs) She was the cookie thief. How many times have you knew you was right? You knew the other person was wrong. (laughs) You had evidence to prove it because you experienced it, and then later you find out that you were the one who was in fault and who was wrong. Sometimes it may come a few minutes later. Sometimes it may come years later, weeks later, but sometimes years later that you realize that in that moment, that you were the one who was wrong. And I'm sure this woman, uh, I don't know if Valerie, if this was an experience for Valerie Cox or not, but I'm sure she, it was a great poem, and it speaks on so many levels about so many different things. Um, and God called an audible. I had some scriptures that I sent to uh, uh, Brandy earlier, uh, Saturday, late Friday night. And then uh, things changed. You know how God can speak to you in the moment. He does give you a ram in the bush and is like, oh, gosh, I got all these new scriptures. And so I came in today with Ivan. Ivan, of course, is so gracious. He always says, oh, we'll take care of it. We'll put them up for you, no problem whatsoever. So I do appreciate that, Ivy. Um, but uh, change things around for me as far as this message because I was going to go in a di- one direction, not the group, um, one direction. <laughs> and then God changed it to another. See, you could tell the age of people when I say one direction. Some people know that it is a group. And some people don't know at all, so they don't get it. <laughs> um <laughs> So Rebecca knows one direction. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so just looking at, you know, just thinking about the cookie thief, um, we're going to talk about heart matters. And so this is going to be a two-part series. It could be three, but I'm not going to push my luck, Pastor because <laughs> I'll be speaking next and as well. You know, I'm sure Pastor Taylor said, go on, go on, go on. But no. I mean, we're going to keep it at two. Uh, but matters of the heart. And I think this goes, this, this – uh, this poem kind of gets to matters of the heart in that you can feel a certain way or be thinking a certain thing beside the person, and you could be thinking that thing to, about the person who's sitting beside you, and they would never know uh, because it's a, matter, it's a matter of your heart. And pastors have been talking about love, God's love towards us, and loving one another and how we treat one another. And one of his messages, I, I can't remember which one, but it kind of hit me. It was a few weeks ago. And it kind of hit me. I was like, well, why is that such an issue? Why? I can't remember what the issue was. Uh, no, I think it was when you, your neighbor, and you found the snow, getting the snow out or something. And, uh, and I was like, why is that, you know, why isn't it not the neighbor's fault? You know, the neighbor needs to be nicer, you know. And, and kind of had this moment in my head right here so you no one knew because it was a matter of my heart. Um, and the Lord said, it is the heart issue. It is not, you know, and so many of these struggles that we have in our lives is because it's our heart, and it's not the other person. And even in thinking about helping, and Pastor gave us a charge to give and to volunteer in children's church, and of course sometimes you say, well, that's not, I don't have a heart for that. And so we'll put that off because we don't have a heart or a passion for that. And we think that's a legitimate answer to why we shouldn't do something. I don't have a heart for it. I don't have a passion for it. But then the Lord flipped that on me and said, well, what's the wrong with your heart? 
ah, okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to share what he shared with me uh, because, hey, I get the first whooping and discipline, and that's whatever pastor gets, and then we share it with you guys. Um, but it's like, what's wrong with your heart? You know, why is it? Why is that excuse that my heart isn't in it, so I shouldn't do it? Is that a legitimate excuse? And then do we ever say that, um, well, maybe it's not that, maybe it's my heart. And very few times, I I was thinking back when he, at that moment when he was like, maybe it's your heart, and I was like, wow. So then this poem comes to the realization that all the times that I gave that excuse that, you know, maybe I'm not passionate about that, my heart is not in it, I should stop doing it, you know, I really don't have a heart for it. Maybe I was wrong. <laughs> no, maybe I was wrong because I blamed it on the issue or uh, my lack of interest versus uh, really examining my heart to say, what's the issue with my heart? Because that should be my concern. I should be moved towards doing that. I should be passionate towards that. Uh, I should be willing to help out the ministry in that way. So what's wrong with my heart? Uh, so we're going to... Three things we're going to get to. Uh, well, two we're going to get to today, and then um, the last one we'll get to next Sunday. Uh, but we're looking at heart matters. And one, God knows the heart. And um, the second thing we'll do today is what, what matters most is in our heart. And that could be dangerous or scary. Because <laughs> sometimes things are in my heart that shouldn't be there. Um, and the Lord said that, that's what matters to most of you, Virgil, and that's, what, that's what's in your heart. Um, so God knows our heart. The heart, and the word for it in Strong's Concordance 2588, the Greek word for it is cardia. I think where they get the word cardiac is K-A-R-D-I-A, the heart, the effective center of our being and the capacity of moral preference. Uh, desires produce what make us tick, desires, decisions, that establish who we really are. In both the Old and the New Testament, the word heart is used to refer to the whole innermost part of the human, not just the emotions, but it's the mental process, the emotions, and the will of that person. So it's not just caught up in your emotional thing, but it's the mental process. So there's a heart and mind thing that goes on there. Um, So again, the heart consists of the mental process, emotions, and the will. Let's look at Hebrews 4.12. God knows our heart. That's number one. We need to know that he knows our heart. So there's nothing you can hide. He knows your heart. There's nothing you can hide from God. In Hebrews 4, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and, in, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents intent of our heart. So it does know, also knows what's in our heart, but it knows the motive, the intents of why we do something. Why are you doing this? The, the Word of God knows that. There's no hiding from that. Isn't that scary, right? I was, I was like, kind of got a picture of that. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> I wish I could cover up some parts of this heart. Um, Luke 16. I mean, I'm the only one who thinks that, though. Maybe everyone else doesn't. Everyone's heart is clear and balanced and they don't have any issues. Okay, it's just me. All right. 
to Luke 16, 15. And I have a couple of verses. And again, you know, I, I told myself I'm going to stop having so many verses because Pastor Taylor told us to stop having so many verses <laughs> and try to just focus on a few. But I do have a lot of scriptures. So anyway, forgive me if you're turning in your Bibles a lot. I'm sorry. But it's good. So it'll be good stuff. Trust me. Uh, so Luke 16:15, he said unto them, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. So he knows our hearts. So in that, that second part of that, that what people value highly may be detestable in, in God's sight, is that sometimes our heart values things that God doesn't necessarily value. A lot of times our heart values things that God doesn't value. <laughs> um, but God knows your heart. Psalms 44, 21. You don't have to turn there because it's on the screen. So don't feel like you have to turn, everyone. Uh, but it says, would not God have discovered it since he knows the secrets of the heart? And isn't it, I mean, you know, and sometimes there's a, a believing here in and there's an actual believing that comes from here. So we know God knows everything. Or at least I hope we all know that, right? We know that. But I think we can know that here and not really know it here or believe it here. And we can believe it here and not really believe it here. Um, and I'm, am I, maybe I'm just speaking for myself. I'm the only one that's guilty of thinking I'm hiding something from God in my heart. Um, it's me. No. <laughs> but we are. We do that. We, and, and, you know, those who work in the mental health field can say, we're crazy. We, we have these sections of, we've compartmentalized sections of our lives and think that everything is okay here. And then I can separate these things that God won't know about and no one else will know about here. And we'll live our life thinking that's okay. And God is slowly chipping away at parts of that in our lives, and hopefully in your hearts, so that, uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, so that you can really love one another. Um, going back to what pastor, Pastor's uh, series was, so that you can really be concerned for one another. Because our concern is that these parts of our heart that we're hiding will be revealed. And so therefore, I'm more concerned about keeping this closed off than about what my brother and sister are going through, or helping them out, or, or putting my life on the line for them, or giving up my life for them. I'm, I'm more concerned about keeping my heart covered and not, getting them, not allowing them to know the real me, the whole me, the inward me, you know, the cardia, the heart, the effective center of my being. Um, you know, my son was in Boy Scouts, is in Boy Scouts, and we had a, yesterday we were chopping wood. Uh, and it goes to what, you know, what's, you can, you think you know someone, and then you really get to know someone. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, the leaders in Boy Scouts appear to be very nice, and I really enjoy them. I enjoy their company. The times that I've hung out with them, we were chopping wood at someone's house, doing a service for them. Um, luckily, I can say I don't have any pain in my body today, so that was a good thing. Because I was like, I'm going to be so sore tomorrow morning <laughs> from chopping all this wood. But I didn't have that. Um, but, yeah, so just hanging out with them. You know, I never, 
no cursing. You hear that? You it's, it's so so inundated in our in our society. Uh, it still bothers me though when I hear someone curse. It's just me. Uh, so <laughs> so and it still shocks me when certain people that I think don't use profanity <laughs> use profanity. And so we were chopping wood and this. Some words just started flying around, and I was like, whoa, whoa, my son is here. Hold on. These are the scout leaders. Whoa, hold on, you know. And it was shocking. Um, and, but that's what happens when you get to hang around people a little bit more. And with them, it didn't take much but chopping wood for the words to start flying. Some people, it takes a little more. <laughs> uh, but you will get to know people. And, so, and that is our fear sometimes, is that people will really get to know us, all of us, all that comes with me, all my issues, all my, my good and the bad, that is Virgil. Um, and maybe they won't like the bad, and so they won't like me. And so then I compartmentalize and place this over here so no one sees it. Or I don't get to know my brothers and sisters like I should get to know my brothers and sisters because they will know me. And we're all doing the same thing, right? (laughs) We're all kind of protecting our little parts of us. Uh, So, Romans 8, 27. And it reads, And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So God is searching our hearts. The Holy Spirit is searching our hearts. Isn't that scary? God, you're like, gosh, this is so weighty to me. It's like, oh, no, no. And you know, and I know this. I know this here. But it, it becomes a realization here sometimes, and it takes time for that. Sometimes you can hear, you can read a scripture a hundred times, and until you in a situation or deal with something, does it really take root in you. And so, after pastor's message on love and loving one another, you know, that, the capacity for that change was really there to really take root in my heart. Then what is the real issue here? Um, and it is a hard issue. John, 1 John 3, 19 through 21. And really just 19 through 20. We'll get to 21, I think, maybe later on. Um, next Sunday. Uh, but First John three nineteen through 21. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God, God is greater than our hearts. And he knows some things, a little bit of things. <laughs> Just the parts that I revealed to him, he knows. He knows everything. In our capacity, um, and in that, even in reading that scripture, you know, it it reminded me that um, the capacity that I allow God to know and reveal myself to God, because he knows already. He just wants me to reveal myself to him. Then I am allotted that that much more grace in my life. Um, So, if I only want to reveal a little bit to him, and I only get a little bit of grace. If I reveal a little bit more, then there's more grace in my life. And the more I'm revealing to him, the more grace I get to have in my life. And that grace works for you and I. 
in our relationships because my capacity for grace works with you. So I will give you grace because I know grace has been extended to me so much. And I'm less likely to give you grace because I've only revealed a certain part of myself. I only get a little bit of grace. But the more grace that I consume, and I know it is by his grace, then the more grace I'm going to give you when I see your faults, when I see you fall, when I see you mess up, when you reveal a part of yourself to me that you didn't necessarily want to reveal to me, (laughs) I'm going to be willing to give you grace because I know that it's nothing but his grace that he gives me and continues to love me the way that he loves me and love me when I did not love him, when I did not know him. And even when I know him and do wrong, he still loves me. Even when I know right and do wrong, he still loves me. And when he tells me to do right, and I still do wrong, he still loves me. (laughs) So number one, God knows our heart. And then the second thing we're going to do, get through today, is what matters most is in our hearts. From Matthew 6, 21, reads, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so a lot of times this can trip us up, especially on a Sunday morning. Because sometimes our treasures can be so many places trying to get ready for church. God knows. Um, <laughs> that our heart can be so many different places. And even sitting in a service, our heart can be so many different places. Thinking about so many different things. What I got to do after service. Why don't they hurry up and stop singing so I can sit down because my feet hurt. Uh, you know. Uh, my, my, you know. And God, check me today because I... I I had done away with ironing clothes. It's a personal confession because I got tired of it. <laughs> used to iron all the time, and I still do sometimes. But I was like, oh, i got to iron my clothes this morning. Um, and I was like, well, what if I go in without, what if I don't iron, then everyone is going to see my wrinkles. And God checked me right in there. He said, like, what are you thinking about? <laughs> what, are you, what is concerning your heart at this moment? Why is that important? Like, wow, I don't want to be standing in a wrinkled clothes and then somebody out here is going to say, gosh, we're just going to wrinkle clothes and then going to talk about my wife because she didn't iron my clothes. <laughs> oh, be, our hearts can be so caught up <laughs> in stuff that does not matter. And <laughs> stuff that's so simplistic. So he checked me in that and then I was like, oh, you're so right. Who cares? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Who cares if you have a wrinkle? I don't care. You know, it is your heart that he is after. And it is, and he wants us to be concerned about others' hearts. And so the more, again, that we are concerned about the wrinkle clothes and how I look and all this other stuff, the more we're going to be concerned about it with our brother and sister. And so that's when we get caught up in, oh, your, your shoes don't match your belt or, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, gosh, come on already. <laughs> Is this the sure? Is it not? Is this that happen? I don't know. I'm the only one that thinks that way. I don't know. Like, gosh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it. Sometimes the things that you know, even I can see that in our kids. My kids can concern themselves with such trivial things. It's like, oh, come on, Virgil. That does not matter. 
Then the Lord said, come on, Virgil, that does not matter. I was like, you're right. <laughs> As I speak to him, he's speaking to me. Um, and the Living Bible says, if your prophets are in heaven, your heart will be there also. Um, so where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So where is our heart? What matters most is in our heart. Is pride? Is judgment? Is it lust, hate, fear, anger, anxiety, bitterness? Is it entertaining evil thoughts, stubbornness, doubt, worry, trouble? Are those in our heart? And a lot of these things we can try to keep compartmentalizing our heart. You know, they have a way of slipping out every now and then in an action or word, but we try our best. Some of us are good at compartmentalizing and keeping our fear, you know, contained so that no one else knows that we're scared. And we can put on a brave face in front of all our, our fear that we're facing inside, uh, but no one, else, no one ever has to really know that I'm afraid, you know. You can be sitting right here and be, be afraid. I don't really know that. You can be, no one knows that. We can keep that in our heart. You can be fear, you can, there's a fear of success, and there's also a fear of failure. You can fear that what you're going to do will be successful, and then there will be a demand on you to do that all the time. And that's a fear. And then you can, can fear that I will, I will fail. And so either way, we don't do anything. You know? The enemy just has us tricked up. Judgment. I can sit in, in judgment of others, what they're doing, what they're saying. Anxiety, worry. Oh, I worry about wrinkled clothes on Sunday morning when I'm preaching. Like, what? Come on. <laughs> There's so many other things I could have been worried about, but wrinkled clothes, no, not one of them. <laughs> but worry, doubt. Anxiety, we can try to keep that in our hearts. Bitterness. And that can kind of linger on for a long time if we don't check that bitterness. Rebellion. Now, your heart's condition depends on the things you allow in your heart. These things from your thoughts and attitudes and ultimately shape the deepest part of your being, no matter what your circumstances are. So, what, so those things will shape you, who you are, who you are inside. You know, that integrity thing, who I am when no one's looking. That shapes you. Those things that we compartmentalize in our hearts shape us. And we think and tell ourselves, when no one else knows, and I'm okay. But it is affecting every area of your life. Whether you agree with it, whether you think so or not, it is affecting every area of your life. And the truth is, God already knows. He wants you to give it to him. And let that be your testimony. No matter what your circumstances are on the outside, if your heart on the inside is right, you're going to be okay. Matthew fifteen nineteen reads, For out of our heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. And there's so many things that this heart can conjure up. 
my friend of mine used to say we blame stuff on the devil, and the devil's like, I didn't do that. You did that, you know. <laughs> so many times it's, it's just hard and not the enemy. You know, we can say, oh, the enemy maybe no. Isn't there a comedian that used to say the devil made me do it? I'm not, I'm not that old, so, but um, I, I've heard about him. <laughs> no, I think he was in the 70s. I was born 74, so I, I kind of got a glimpse of him. I don't know. I can't think of his name, but um, yeah, that's it. Right, some of you guys know him. Yeah. Somebody all older than me, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, yeah, we blame stuff on the devil. The devil's like, I didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> You did that yourself. First uh, Peter three, three and four, and I love this. And this is actually talking about women, um, but we're we're just gleaning this part out of it. But it says, "Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate house, hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, which is nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Rather, it should be that your inner self." your unfading beauty of gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. See, your beauty is your inner self. It's not what you, what, what you put on. But it is your inner self. And God, God says there's great worth in having a beautiful inside. Proverbs, and tell your daughters that. There's great worth. Tell your sons that as well. But there's great worth in having, and God thinks that there's great worth in having a beautiful inside. So many times we look at the outward appearance. And we can't help with these eyes. That's all we see. Uh, but spiritually, we need to be able to discern and look deeper. That it's not about this outward shell, but it's about the inward man that is most important. Proverbs eleven twenty. The Lord detests those whose heart are perverse, but he delights in those whose ways are blameless. I'm almost done with it. So great. Because I know Pastor said that we ran over last week, and so he was gonna, I was going to have to shorten my message. No, he, he didn't. He was just joking. I got it. <laughs> uh, but the Lord detests those whose hearts are perverse, but he delights in those whose ways are blameless. Why is this important? You know, so why is this heart thing important? You can look at it, there's so many scriptures on the heart. I was looking at the Old Testament and how God hardened the Pharaoh's heart. And he talks about the heart. And he will give you a heart of flesh and a heart of stone. There's so many scriptures about the heart that you can read. You can just study on hearts. And you can just spend a year talking about the heart and the issues of the heart. Um, but it is important if we go to Romans 10.10. 10, and we'll close here. Um, or almost closed. I wouldn't say that. Because <laughs> the Lord might say something in between when we read Romans 10.10 10 that I... And then y'all say, he said we're going to close. And you don't know. So anyway, <laughs> Romans 10.10. 10. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. So if I don't get this heart thing right, and this is where it comes into this, this belief, I can believe here and not here. And if I don't believe, if I only believe here, then I'm, I'm not going to believe I'm justified. And so that goes, that, that, that deals with so many issues on so many levels. You know, I, I can't even begin to talk about if it's only here and not here, 
then I'm not willing to share my testimony because I'm not, I don't feel justified. And then I'm, when you share yours, I'm not going to think you're justified. I'm not going to be able to witness to you because I'm not completely justified in thinking or believing the word of God myself because it's here and not here. And the love that Pastor talked about in that extensive series is hard to flow. It's hard to show. It's hard for us to be there for one another and to really love one another the way the word describes that we should love one another. I mean, when I read about those scriptures, it's talking about love one another and, and lay down your life for your brother. And, you know, it's like, that's serious stuff. And we have it here. And we know it, but do we live it? Is it about what we are every day we wake up, that I'm here to love my brothers and sisters? No matter what they're going through, no matter how many times they messed up, no matter how many times they did me wrong or what they said or what they did, it's not about that. And when you know that you believe and are justified here, then you know it's not about that. And you won't be so wrapped up in guarding or protecting your issues. We're more about being about the business of the Lord. 10.10, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. If we don't get this heart issue right, how are we going to believe and how are we going to be justified? How are we going to witness to other people? How are we going to win souls to Christ? How are we going to grow the ministry if we don't get this heart right? How are we going to be our true selves? No matter who's around, who's watching, I'm me no matter what. So, but if wrong things in our heart go unattended, They can become deeply rooted and harder to deal with. The quicker you can detect a wrong heart condition and get it straightened out or fixed or delivered, the better off you will be. So how do we do that? You will have to find out next Sunday. (laughs) But, uh, yes. I want to pray. Stand to your feet. We're just going to. And I know this message was for me, but I believe it was for others as well. Um, that God just wants, he wants our hearts, all of it. He knows what you're dealing with. Don't give that as an excuse. Don't hold on to that anxiety, that unbelief, that doubt, that fear. Don't hold on to it. He knows about it already. He wants you to give it to him. And he's here today to release you of that fear, that anxiety, that unbelief, that sin, that doubt, whatever it is, whatever the issue is in your heart, he wants to release you from that today. And we need to not just believe up here, believe here as well. Heavenly Father, again, we just thank you for being a great God, an awesome God, who's concerned about the issues of our heart. You are concerned about every issue in our heart. The ones that we have given to you and the ones that we haven't, 
the ones that we've yet to come across, because you're searching our heart, making sure it's pure, making sure it's righteous. And your Holy Spirit is there to soften our heart and heart, even the callous places that are on our hearts, Lord God. You're there, and you're working it, and you're softening it, and you're massaging this hard heart for your glory so that we can be true brothers and sisters in Christ, so that we can love one another as you have loved us, so that we'll be willing to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters, because we know that it's not our life, but it's yours. We're willing to be our full selves all the time, and our inner self will be cleansed by your Holy Spirit working on our heart. So right now, we just believe that you're massaging our hearts. You're fixing our heart issues right now. You're going in our innermost being. And those thoughts that we've, we just, just were fleeting thoughts, or even the things that we, we dwelled on long and hard, you're removing that. You're changing our mind and our hearts to conform to your image. So we thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.